0: This podcast is presented by the Canadian Wrestling Network. One nation, one network. Canuck proud. We're back. It's been two months since I. It's been six months since I've seen you. It's been two months since I. Actually, I saw you last month. But we're officially back. Welcome to the Season 2 premiere of the Boys and in Belt Show. Welcome back. If you liked us from last season, this is the Professional Wrestling Podcast made by fans for fans. I'm Nick, and I'm so glad I'm saying this. I haven't said this in like six months. I haven't said this since March. I'm here with Matt, and I'm here with Vince. Guys, it's been so long. It's been so freaking long. I mean, I'm only seeing you through my phone, but I missed you guys
1: wow <laughs> that's that's hey, all i had guy. to say what he a, had to do the old what a, what a guy
2: wow yeah that's wow. all that's all i had that's all i had it's been excellent time since we had we had vince on there um you know it's good to see nick again i mean you and i were in on this for a little while and uh but vince we're, we're glad to have you back buddy
1: well yeah. I, I gotta say it's th-
2: you love to see it
1: <laughs> well uh, glad to be back um it's, it's it's glad to, I'm, I'm really happy to do this this, uh, this podcast with you guys again. Glad to have something to put out there for whome- whoever may be listening, and uh, hopefully uh, no one's too offended by how upset I get.
2: No, and Speaking that's a that's a perfect segue. Uh, speak- I assume Nick was about to go into that. Yeah.
0: Speaking <laughs> of putting things out there, Vince, a lot of people have been asking me personally. They've come up to me. I surprisingly met a couple of fans throughout the summer, and they said, "I love your podcast. I love watching you two, Matt and Vince. I, l- I love listening to them two wanting to kill each other, and you're trying to serve as the middleman to make sure they don't kill each other. And they love how you vent. So I think you know where I'm kind of getting at this. You've told us in the past, previously, how much you've str- you how much you're almost, you almost left liking wrestling. I think you need to go off. You need to have a tangent right now. You have your open mic." Go. Well,
1: yeah, you know what? This, the state of wrestling right now, it's it's on a thin line. I've been a diehard WWE fan since I was a little kid, since my dad introduced me to the WWE, since, uh, since the Attitude Era, since watching my hero McFoley wrestle. Um, yeah, and I gotta say, I, I never thought I would say this in my life, but I'm pretty sure I'm done with WWE. I, I'm done where they're at i'm i've moved on AEW is where it's at and i'm for all you guys who are out there oh this guy's just hopping on the cm punk bandwagon i'll get to that in a minute don't you worry uh and also i never hop on a bandwagon i uh, I, I do things and say things because i want to so yeah uh wrestling wrestling is definitely in an interesting spot but there's nothing that the wwe is currently doing for me right now the creativity team is garbage i can write better sticks than that um they fi- they fired some of the greatest talent ever. But you know what? It's good. They're going to move on. They're going to do better things. They're like the Toronto Maple Leafs players. When they have someone who's on the team and they just uh, they crap the bed, they end up going somewhere else and blowing up. Not to shit on the Toronto Maple Leafs because I'm also a diehard fan of them. But that seems to be the trend. But yeah, back to wrestling. AEW's where it's at. Um... They just they have some of the greatest talent in the world. I am a little bit fearful, though, it was because with all this talent that you're hopping on, you're going to be taking away from some of the talent that's supposedly supposed to be, supposed to be uh, building up within AEW. So that's my concern, and I'm actually starting to get—and I never thought I'd say this— I'm starting to get a little bit more invested in something like Impact. Um, and yeah, basically anything that's not WWE right now. Uh, and if anyone else out there who's listening to this currently— has something else to say about that, please send us a message and I'll, t- I'll be glad to tell you how wrong you are.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Vince. That was excellent. I have missed rants like this, like not for anything, but like me and Matt can- don't have that. Like we do have that kind of bravado, but we don't have the energy that you do. And you and we needed that. We in- needed that breath of fresh air. You know, a lot of people vibes. nowadays are
1: afraid to speak their mind. I think in in, in this day and age, yes, it's-, it's very hard to speak your mind because naturally uh, no one's going to think the same thing. Uh, the other person next to them is probably going to think, but I don't like to be a drone. I don't like to let other people influence how I I I think or how I speak. Uh, y-
2: you know, in all honesty, Vince, that was a that was kind of a light rant. I think uh, I think you got some some rant rust going on. Oh, here. I'm going to need you. That I'm need you boys to fill me aggressive. up.
0: I'm going to need you guys to set off the fire here. <laughs> okay. All right, well, all right. we'll, we'll,
2: well, we'll get there. Oh, time, we're gonna have time.
0: we're gonna have plenty of stuff to go off of because like you're gonna be you're gonna get more mad and more mad. Like the last time I saw you in person, well actually no, I saw you like a few months ago, but like before that, like back in March, you were like so heated and like so much and like so much has happened in, in that in between. Like yeah. like we recorded all we recorded all record all these episodes, these mass releases happened, I got freaking covid. It was it was just a mess. It was like life happens. But this is a wrestling podcast. We're here to talk about wrestling with all of you guys, not just our personal shit. And the first thing we got to talk about, this is the biggest news. We always start our shows off with the news. And this is the biggest piece of news that has come out of this week. Ric Flair. I'm joking. No, CM Punk <laughs> is officially AEW confirmed. I am so happy about it. Guys, what do you think about this? First off, you you watched more, more of Punk's time Um that era because i want i stopped watching wrestling around the time he was doing the straight edge society stuff but you guys can speak more on it so go nuts
1: i'll let my boy matt speak on this one only because i know how passionate he is about cm punk so i'll take it away buddy
2: hey man it is what it is you can call me a fangirl fanboy say what you want the guy you know he got dubbed best in the world rightfully so i mean from the straight edge society to the leader of the new nexus and then moving forward and just Having one of the greatest, you know, WWE title reigns of all time. Let's be real. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was a shock and awe just to see him return. Even though we all knew it was happening, everybody felt it in their bones. It was, you know, played till it was dead. But at the same time, we all had that little bit of feeling in the back of our head going, "What if he doesn't show? What if it isn't him?" You know, I had that little bit of hesitation, but man, just like that crying fan that everyone's making fun of for absolutely no reason. I don't get that, but besides the point, I-, I was emotional beyond belief. I'm like, this is the guy. You know, say what you want, you can you can say what you like about him. Oh, he lost in UFC. That's what we're here for. All right, we're here for his wrestling. Uh, you know. His wrestling. <laughs> I, I can't even say anything else on that. The The personality speaks volumes about itself. And uh, I know he, he played a huge impact indirectly on my life just from that alone. And, I mean, that's what I'm invested in.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you did mention – I know you mentioned when we did our origin story episodes, he he was part of the big reason why you've kind of gone straight edge, why you don't drink or do drugs or any of that nature. No, 100%. Nature.
2: It, was, uh, it was someone that I – idolized from a wrestling standpoint i was like this guy's cool as shit and he's just really fun to watch and then i was learning and looking into the whole straight edge thing and i'm like wow that is actually a really respectable lifestyle i'm like you know what i I think i can do this and i'm thinking well you know it's like a little kid seeing a superhero you know if they're doing it i can do it right
0: (laughs) that's a cool point now something i want to bring up to you guys and this it's going to be kind of a three-pronged question do we what what kind of storylines first up do we feel like cm punk's going to be getting into because we know his first feud is going to be with darby allen for the all-out pay-per-view in a few weeks um so that's been confirmed what kind of feuds do we think he's going to go into do we think he's going to have any kind of title runs i mean he's 42 years old do we see him going for belts Uh, at any point i don't
2: know um I mean, I have my opinion, but I, I want to hear Vince because I, I got to hear your lovely voice a little more this this episode. Let's, let's be
1: real. No one who's listening right now wants to hear my voice, but... You're going to hear it. I so, want to hear it, so buddy. So deal with it. Let's go. So I don't think he deserves – well, not okay, not that he deserves. I don't think it's smart for him to get a title. How dare you? <laughs> How dare not you? To, our, what did I just our, say? Our, but yeah, <laughs> our, 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 we're going to get a lot of emails for that one. Um, no, I just – I don't think it's proper to put him in a title spot right now. I think it's smart for to give him a shot against Darby. First of all, I think those are two amazing talents. Um Especially, we have to keep in mind, too, everyone has this high expectation that CM Punk is back now, but we also see how he has to work right now. Yeah, this is a guy who's been out of uh, like professional wrestling for, what, eight years now? And then he, he went into MMA, which he tried, but even in the MMA community, which I'm pretty invested in, they are he has no respect in that industry because he probably didn't train as much as he pro- probably should have. He just drew money because of the name. But I really expect him to work with, like, uh, not to say smaller guys because they're in their own right, really. Like, all the talent in AEW is phenomenal, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, I don't see any title shots coming anytime soon. Like, Miro, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it should happen. Um, I don't even see him even getting, really, like, as a tag partner, I don't see him going in the tag division anytime soon. So, I'll really, if he stays in kind of, like, the middle card spot that's fine for me and i think he'd be even content with that i don't think he really should go to a title shot and if he does that's a little bit of cheating to the current talent right now because mind you again the current talent has to really think of all these people that are jumping jumping over and it, the competition is going to be a little hard so i really think that he has to stay where he's at right now he made the smart choice i think it was the best uh, best idea to go with uh, darby allen yeah
2: you know, f- and uh and in, in, in my opinion, sort of to touch on that, not to uh, jump ahead of you there, Nick, I, uh, you had something on your face and I, I could see it. But uh, I'm just going to dive back into what uh, Vince was just saying, just to add a little on there. Uh, I could see him acting more as like almost like how Sting is right now. You get an idea about that where he's sort of aligned himself with Darby as a tag team partner. He's sort of that over the shoulder. I'm going to make sure you're doing OK, kid. I can see him kind of leading that kind of example. No, no main no main contendership no title uh picture nothing close to like what christian cage has been doing i think he's gonna have a couple of wins we'll maybe see him lose um but i i, I don't see yeah, I, i'm with you on that i don't think it's right that he'd be getting into the title scene not that he's undeserving it's just they have so much other talent back there that need to get that spotlight and i think that's the only reason they should really keep him out of it is just to really take advantage of the talent that they already have you know they can use him as enhancement talent the same way they're putting moxley on you know aew dark if they put punk on there that'd get views big time and you know i'm sure he would do it i don't see a reason why he wouldn't but Mm -hmm. who knows
0: i mean to my understanding just like not to counter your point, but he's not—he's confirmed. He's, he won't do the dark or the elevation shows because he doesn't do YouTube. He—he he made a joke about it, saying he's not really a techie person, but he won't. You'll only do Dynamite at Rampage. I think that's part of his deal. But going back to what I think is going to be going forward for him, it's—it's it's something off what you said, Vince. How he's kind of like made a mockery of himself in the MMA community. How he's like people have no respect for him think about what's been going on in dynamite recently they recently brought in the american top team guys like they had uh junior dos santos and uh i forgot the other guy's name and they had the whole thing with lance archer so lance archer ended up in sort of a two-on-one situation with those with the men of the year group so i think it could end up seeing him as doing this little one last middle finger to dana white to say you know what screw it this is me finally cutting all of my ties with the Emmet with the with the mixed martial arts sort of working and it's it's almost like that like you said that mentorship he can work with Lance even though Lance is of a similar age he never got to that level that punk did so he can kind of serve as almost like I'm there I'm going to wrestle with you but I'm going to kind of keep I'm going to keep you at arm's length just to make sure we're all working together plus having Jake Roberts with you as a mouthpiece is just just like it's adding fuel to what could be a very popular fire in my opinion I mean, but what do I know, right? No, moving on to mouthpieces. Um, this is something I, I – we started this off with a little bit of a joke. Ric Flair will be making his return for the first time since the 1980s to the NWA. He will be at the NWA 73 pay-per-view next Sunday on August 29th. Um, I'm act- – I was actually very excited about this, especially because he just made a surprise appearance for AAA, for TripleMania. Um – do you guys like care about this is this something that that uh that interests you at all i mean
1: i, w- I wouldn't say it's like something not to care about it's it's very it's it, it's it's kind of cool it's very historic where rick flair came from because like he uh, people people genuinely think he started off in the wwe and that's fair for the younger fans who maybe didn't know but the, N- the nwa was a very big deal back in the day and it's a very pres- i would say out of all the wrestling uh promotions it was the most prestigious back in the day especially their championship was the most prestigious belt um at where it's at right now okay correct me if i'm wrong is nick aldis still the freaking champion yeah like he he is. He, he's great don't get me wrong but like there's also a reason why i don't watch nwa it's like i i, I don't know it it doesn't really do much for me uh Anyone who wants to send us a message, change my mind. I, is there something I'm missing from NWA? Is there something I should invest myself with? Because at the moment, with this news with Rick fair phenomenal. Great. Good for him. Uh, I'm glad he's doing something because I know he wants to do something. He wanted to do something more in WWE. I don't think they really had those plans for him. I'm just glad he's out. But, uh, yeah, Nick uh, Nick, and Matt, I don't, I don't know where your stance is on it. This is very meh for me.
0: Matt, what are your thoughts?
2: I mean as a nwa fan i i don't know if i necessarily want to see this only because i mean I, it depends on what his role is when he comes back in all honesty if he's coming back just as a mouthpiece i mean sure if he's actually looking into seriously getting into the ring and doing anything like that i, I don't know i don't think i want to see that um just because i don't know maybe maybe i'm just having some self-doubt for him and what he's uh, capable of uh, in ring, I mean, there's only so many bumps you can take. You know what I mean? You're gonna fill your bump card eventually.
0: I mean, there's a whole he chose. Remember, you gotta think he chose to retire. No, well, not in 2008. That was kind of like, yeah, I'm gonna retire. But then he went back into the ring a year later and did stuff with Impact. But nevertheless, I don't, I don't think there's any reason for him to do it. That's why I think he's gonna be better in a manager role. And this kind of leads to my point. Do we see like? Could this hint at, you know, Andrade making his NWA debut, right? Like, Vince, you made a very good point. You said that, like, the NWA has kind of gotten boring because, like, really, like, this only defends about maybe twice a year. And that's not, that's not much, if anything. He's kind of like the sole – he's almost like the sole booker of that company, so he basically – he protects himself in that way and that's that's never good as a company you should never you should never have the wrestlers booking themselves because then it's just become that's when we have wcw repeating itself and that's a whole thing i'm going to be getting into in our SummerSlam review
2: yeah but then even with that being said you got to think about how deep is this roster and where can they really pull from because we've kind of seen the nwa's roster moved around a bit between aew maybe a little bit in impact touch and go here and there um so you got to keep that with a grain of salt as well
0: yeah. No, you make a good point. Because like the I thing said, is,
2: yeah, you can say, oh, he only holds it up uh, in contendership twice a year. Well, okay, let's take a rundown of everyone that he's defended against. There's, You know, it's the same thing, the whole reason why people get away from WWE is there's only so many rematches we're willing to watch.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, the roster isn't very deep in NWA, and like you said, Matt, it shuffles a lot. Like, they don't, they don't pay very well for anything. And, again, I don't... I, if it does lead to Andrade versus Aldis, I be I probably pay for that show. That sounds like a very interesting show to check out. Um, but will it lead to you know Andrade becoming an NWA World Heavyweight Champion? I don't know because the stakes are pretty high for this pay per view. To my understanding, it will be Trevor Murdoch who's kind of become like this almost Dusty Rhodes like character, and versus Nick Aldis for the uh, who's become a Ric Flair like character, ironically enough. For the world title, and if Trevor loses, his career's done. He puts he's put his career on the line. um Like I said, I, I it would be cool if we let if it led to Andrade making an appearance. I mean, part of his deal with AEW, he's allowed to work with other companies, and there's no issue with that as far as I'm un, as far as I understand. Yeah, um, and but,
2: seemingly AEW does strike a lot of those deals
0: yeah i'm just i feel like it's gonna be the, if they do it because then it could finally be the one thing we want to see which is we get to see the nwa world's title on national tv again because that's the mm-hmm. one thing all this has said like i'm not gonna do that like he's very he said himself he's very hesitant of having like a full-blown like partnership with um the nw with uh AEW, which i think is kind of ridiculous because i'm like you're well, it is
2: and it isn't cuz I mean, you want to bring your promotion to shine and you want to be able to show what you can do, especially with something as prestigious as the NWA title. At the same time, you don't want to be overshadowed. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't go because you're going to go defend it on someone else's ground. It's the same thing what AEW has been doing with the NWA Women's Championships. I mean, with everything that the women's division is doing within AEW and honestly even with WWE it's, it can overshadow very easily. And it's it's just, you know, you don't want to do that, especially when you've had such a strong champion in all this for this long. And then to come out on AEW and have it be a shit show or a squash match, then, yeah, that's just going to discredit everything even further. All right. So, I mean, I can understand a little bit of the hesitation of wanting to build the brand, but, I mean, I do agree to some part and just he's not doing it in a smart way. No, he's not. And, I mean, this this could even be Corgan behind the scenes. We don't know.
0: Well Corgan's been very friendly with uh Tony Khan. Apparently Tony Khan's even says like he's one of the best guys to work with, Billy Corgan, because he was really cool about Thunder Rose. And he's like, if the Thunder Rosa thing never happened, we would have never had Thunder Rosa in AEW and look how over she is. She's literally like the big one of the biggest women's wrestling stars All in right, the world. Usually right top now. Five. I would top say five, top you know. th- I'd say top three. Generous. Just just because like <laughs> she's in the same conversation, in my opinion, as uh Bel Air. Because Belair really has gone over in the past year, and um, what's her name, uh, Britt Baker? I don't know why I forgot that. That's really bad of me to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's
0: in the top
2: three, but I can't remember her name. Good job.
0: Yeah, yeah, that uh, <laughs> really shows my, my wrestling knowledge here. Um, one more thing: this was I actually heard about, and I want to know, um, and I want to know what you guys think of this. We've we always none of us here on the podcast are big fans of Tessa Blanchard, the Human Triangle. She hasn't wrestled. To my understanding, at least for ma- any major promotion since the pandemic began back in April, she got sacked by Impact due to uh, she withheld the title belt. She held it at a ransom to the company for 150 grand to pay for her wedding, which speaks a lot um, on her character. She had essentially admitted without admitting to, um, to being a racist piece of shit, to which case I say fuck Tessa Blanchard apparently she's going to be at nwa she'll be making her debut um she might be signing with the company we don't know that yet but she might be uh making her AD, her debut at empower and this is where i ask you guys is, is this a good business move or not what do you think because
2: i mean yes and no
0: vince what uh, do you want
2: to you want to you wanna think
1: i think this is the best thing for her because i don't want to see her anywhere else to be honest like i don't i don't care to see her anywhere else like she doesn't have. I mean, like she doesn't have. Like she's probably she's a phenomenal talent in the ring. That's great. Um, it's you know what it's in my opinion her past actions outweigh what she's been what she's done. Uh, she would re- But then again, I, 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 do you look at it? Everyone changes, man. I I, I get that. Like everyone, everyone if you 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 can't just look at the past, like you can't live in the past the past is only a a, a tool as a, a, that's meant as a reflection and you just reflect to do better and to be the best the better version of yourself so she's really got to kind of work her way up i think if anywhere she can start just start making her work in in um, in NWA do i see her in Japan absolutely not do i see her in AEW i don't want to see that do i want to see her in WWE as much as i don't like WWE i wouldn't even want to see her there um ring of honor i don't even know so i don't know that's where i stand honestly could i could
2: see I, I could see the move to uh wwe my only issue with that is i can see her being put directly into a Shayna baszler role or a Nia Jax kind of stick, and we're just going to see her run rough shot on you know most of the talent for a month or two and then she'll eventually just kind of die off and you know she'll be in an enhancement kind of uh a backup dancer, something similar to Dewdrop. Piper Niven.
0: <laughs> Piper Niven, Viper. We love Viper here on this podcast. Uh, no, you know what? I don't know if she'll ever go to WWE. She still's got. She still has that heat there. Her boyfriend still works there, even though he's kind of playing the second fiddle at this point with Ricochet. <sighs> Maybe NWA is a good fit for her. But like I. This kind of goes it's, – it's weird because the whole point of the show is meant to be – it's supposed to be an all-women show and show women can really do really well at a pay-per-view. You're supposed to be building it together as a community, and she is not that. She doesn't emphasize community. But like you said, Vince, people have the opportunity to change. For At this point, we don't know. Maybe she has really sat down over the past 18 months and kind of said, you know what? I really got to improve my behavior and make and right some wrongs, and I hope she did. I really hope she did because
2: um, you know. And the only other thing uh, I'll say to that, Nick. um, Again, I'm going to cut you off a lot because we got to get back to you know. We got to get used to not getting each other's uh, faces this way. (laughs) But uh, in a way, I can almost see it doing well because again, as much as we didn't like her past, you got to think how how much can we judge off of the artist from the art? You know what I mean? We got to think back to that because, as Vince said, as you said when when do you you know kind of split the two again yeah. just going back to how we, we've we talked about this in the past about how we're saying well if he's a piece of garbage person do we still appreciate his in-ring talent well i i say yes but you know teach his own.
1: unless you're albert alberto del rio because in that case you can go fly a kite uh,
2: then you're just a piece of garbage all around because you're yeah. a shit wrestler and a shit person please go die i don't mean that directly <laughs> if anything happens to me i'm not Whoa. connected to that in any way
0: okay okay all right i I said i said my piece i'm not connected to that in any way you said your piece you're absolutely right you did say your piece there (laughs) i thought i was i think it's time for our i think it's time for our main event you guys feel like it's ready for our main event let's go Uh, am i fighting del rio all right (laughs) It's time for the main event and the main event tonight is going to be our first pay-per-view interview of of season two of the boys and belt show it is our review of SummerSlam 2021 That was held at the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas, baby.
2: That being said, just for our listeners here, um, we will not go through the entire card. We're going to be touching on matches that we find are more relevant than others. For those of you who have watched SummerSlam, it's very clear as day to know which matches are worth reviewing and which we will not touch.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So the first match we are going to touch, it was the opening match of the card. It was RK Bro, the team of Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, or he's called Riddle, I don't know why, Matt Riddle sounds cooler, versus the team of AJ Styles and Omos. Um, what did you guys feel about this match? I thought it was a bit short, like a little I bit on it. the shorter side. I
2: loved it. I, You know, I, I got some sort of weird thing for Matt Riddle, but I mean, I could watch <laughs> him all day. I, I've been able to watch him all day for quite some time, and I mean... Anytime you put Randy or AJ in the ring, you're going to have magic. And you know what? As far as it goes for even Omos, he's gotten better. He's gotten better. He's he's still not great by any means. I'm not going to buffer that at all. But, you know, he's gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that comes from we being ha-
0: under AJ's learning tree.
2: Yeah. And you know what? It, it Maybe it's showing. Maybe it's starting to make some moves there. I mean, he's a big man. And, I mean, big men wrestle differently. It is what it is. They got a lot more, you know, meat to move, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, all in all, I thought it was really well done. And, uh, I don't know. it kind of hit home for me. And I mean, we saw the outcome that, you know, was exactly what everyone wanted. And I hope you guys agree. RK yeah. bro getting the gold or the Not silver rather.
0: Yeah. I mean, Vince? it's an ugly, it's an ugly looking belt, but I will give it that. They, they, it's it an upgrade nice from the penny over. belt. So
1: like my, my opinion for one thing, and I'll, I'll break it down like this. So the way I look at AJ Styles and Omos, that looks like John Cena and The Great Khali to me. That's how I used to think. But uh, again, like to Matt's point, uh, Omas is—he's um, getting better. Uh, I don't think anyone should look at it all. Oh, he's a big guy, so that's his excuse. No, look at look at the Undertaker and look at guys like Kane. Those guys were tall as hell, and they can do all kinds of crazy stuff in the rings, and they've had legendary careers. So. If this guy wants to be a big name in WWE, he's got to work on his mic skills. He's got to work on his technicality, and I think there's great things that should come out of him. AJ Styles is always the yeah. phenomenal one, and there's a reason why. Um, the guy, that guy's just amazing. You can put him in any form of match, and one way or another, I most likely will be entertained. Um, now for Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. Randy Orton again is that guy who really, if anything were to hold me onto the WWE right now, it's anything that that he would do um randy orton can put anyone on and just make a good match he's still very technical he's a great wrestler great performer matt riddle i I, i've said from day one i see great things coming from him he's now a united states champion he's now a tag team champion the the good old quarter belt and um i do see him winning the ic belt as you guys remember from the first season that is my belt i do see him as ic champion do i see him as a wwe champion maybe down the road uh there's good things to come there but all in all it was an entertaining match i didn't watch it live i had to rewatch it after but um yeah no i i thought it was a great way to start off the show
0: you don't know
2: it was i'm like, really glad you agree on that uh, future wwe run because man i'm hoping i'm hoping i i think right now he's getting the rub every which way he can from cena to orton to styles he wants it. He eventually. wants it.
1: You that's it's, what you don't see. You have these people oh, I, I I want it.
2: I think the people want yeah.
0: it. I think it's funny really? because like he yes. admitted yes. how much he doesn't yes. like some of these talent. Like he's admitted how he hates he's like when he's like when I first met John Cena, I didn't like him. I thought oh. Goldberg was unsafe. I yeah, thought- when he was
2: fighting uh when he was fighting Goldberg in the hallway on uh, all those videos I've seen online. I mean, his wife has real heat with uh, Rollins yeah. and between Becky Lynch and them. And it's just yeah, I mean the guy I mean, he's come out, though, on top overall, I think. Like, I think he's starting to get the rub. He's starting to get the idea of way things run. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's getting that mindset. I mean, look at Randy when he started. Nobody liked him. Nobody oh, wanted I to didn't. work with him. People said don't work with him. People said don't work with Cena. Eventually, two of them became household names. Yeah. You can say that in the wrestling communities, let's say.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, Randy got his shit together. John, not... Many people, John was on the verge of getting fired until he came up with a genius yeah. gimmick and he got over on his own. So, yeah, that's, so that's what, what I'm about. kind of feeling
2: with Riddle at this point, And that's where I'm hoping to see great things. I think they're really putting him under every learning tree he can do. And I mean, the guy's got the talent. He's got the you know, in-ring ability, no doubt about it. And I mean, he's lovable on the mic. I just think the crowd needs a little more time with him.
0: Yeah, because, like, he's, like, very much someone, like, you either – he's, like, fine wine. You either really like him or you really don't. Like, indie fans love this guy because he's so, like – oh, he's so over the top. And the fact that he's, like, one of those few guys who was, like, a transitional athlete where he transitioned from MMA and he was an amazing fighter. I mean, Vince, did you ever follow his UFC career?
1: Oh, yeah. I saw it. I saw him on Ultimate Fighter 2 and uh yeah he, he was great he was a little bit of a clown but he was a younger guy but uh no he he didn't have a bad mma career Just was dana wasn't a fan no, of him he, either he was,
0: yeah i dana white hated him because he's i think he called he's called him like a stupid pothead and stuff like that yeah, yeah he, he, his, his work, work I ethic the match, at the time i just thought it was a bit short it could have been a little bit longer like that's my that was it, that's it, kind it could of have been, been like, a little longer that's like my general theme on this like this whole paper you like the match some of the matches could have been a little bit longer um okay, moving on. We're not gonna talk Agreed. about Alexa Hold on. Bliss.
2: Overall overall though, can we all agree? Solid match though. Solid outcome Solid match. Are we happy with the Solid out- match. Are we happy with the outcome? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Solid match. Okay, Solid perfect. Match. I
2: just I I, I just want to be uh you know, aware of that here. Uh mm-hmm. so yeah, as you said, Alexa Bliss, Eva Marie featuring Dewdrop. That was the next event. We're gonna gloss over that one. Uh goodbye. And the <laughs> next thing we're looking at here, Shamey versus Damien Priest. This
0: what was come my up favorite and... match of the of the night, easily. I've said it. Oh,
1: the, the, I've said it from day the, one. Man, it's fantastic. Damian Priest. He's the next big big thing. I really like the guy. I think he's talented. He's got that energy. He's got that like he's got that will to be a champion. He's got that championship mentality. I, I see great things for him. Um, I'm very ex- I'm very happy for him. Not gonna lie,
2: he did absolutely nothing for me on NXT, and just seeing him come out on NXT like weekly or whatever it was for their events i i was over it i i didn't want to see the guy in all honesty but then he made his main roster debut the things he was doing with bad bunny and the little you know little square ups here and there really impressive overall once he got to the main roster which is great because typically main roster is where nxt stars go to die and i mean how can you not love shamey i've loved him from day one
0: (laughs) yeah like and you know what ever since sheamus came back from his injury he's really been on the run of his career Like he's been absolutely killing it. Like, I'm I'm surprised he hasn't been given at least one more WWE title run at this point. Oh, it'll 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 happen. It'll happen. I think I think it's an inevitability. Like if someone's like, I think at one point or another we're gonna see Sheamus as a future champion. He will probably be the guy Drew beats to get that belt back because we know Drew's gonna be the he is the guy. Which is kind of weird that he was in the middle of the card for this pay per view. But to each their own. All in all, I. Freaking love this match. It's it was a good big man match. The, the little bit scary. in the middle of
2: ripping the mask off and
0: Yeah. Saying oh my got God. you bitch. it, <laughs> is, <laughs> solid. No, it's, it was so,
2: fantastic.
0: Did you guys notice I, that spot in the beginning of the match where like he, he tweaked his back?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I saw that, and you know I, I for a for a split second I'm thinking, okay, that's their spot. That's gonna be his work. That's what they're gonna be working the rest of the match. But when he sort of walks toward the camera, and if you go back and you watch it, you can see him wincing. And I'm like, ooh, that doesn't look like a... That doesn't look intentional wince. That looks like a it's hard to stand right now wince. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, it I mean, is. hey, man, he he went through it. And, I mean, Sheamus went on the attack, and I don't know if maybe he was made aware of it because, I mean, they talk in the ring. It is what it is. It's, it's how it goes. It's how you be safe and how you kind of mm-hmm. work off each other. Yeah. I don't know if she- Sheamus was aware mm-hmm. of it because... He, he picked Priest up and immediately threw him into the wall.
0: <laughs> he probably figured out after that he's like, "Oh wait, you're hurt. Um, let's let's kind of change it up a little bit <laughs> on the fly," which is fine. Like Sheamus is a professional; he knows how, the guy knows how to work well, and he got engaged. Oh, yeah. So congrats to him. Like good for that guy. Um, all in all, though, I like I said, this was a match of the night for me. Um, story was definitely all there, of. but like I I loved it. I liked it a little bit more than Edge, and a little a little bit more than. I'm I haven't finished the Re- reigns of Cena match, but I'm almost finished it and from what I saw, I'm not a fan of it. It was very like we'll get we'll get to that in a minute, but we liked it. it was a good match
2: oh solid absolutely match. solid Beautiful. match again Beautiful. watching see and then seeing the title change hands as well uh priest is very deserving of that and I know like maybe contradictory to what I said about not liking his run on NXT again, things change when you move to main roster and I think he's been nothing but impressive lately. Mm-hmm. Again, to what you said, uh, the build-up to the match very lackluster. Uh, could have used a little more time. i It feels I, th- I think they only built it up over maybe a week. Anyway, over one episode essentially, he came out and challenged for it. I don't think there was much build-up. But um, yeah. if it had an extra week or two to kind of build up, had people talk, see them kind of work e- an angle towards each other, something a little more, I think I could have been more hyped for it. But all in all, the match delivered nonetheless.
0: Yeah one thing i don't like and this is kind of more of a side point but i don't like the whole like they call it a contenders match because that's clearly counter programming to aew because they call it the title eliminators it's like if you beat this person you get a you get a title shot it's like okay well like if you're calling it a contenders match you don't need to call it a contenders match it's pretty obvious if you pin the champion you're gonna be you have a better claim to a title shot like that's just how it is um but yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, moving on. This was the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, the Usos versus the Mysterios. Eh, we've seen it so much.
2: I, I've i said it once. I've said it again. You guys can shun me for it if you like. I'm sick of seeing Rey on my screen. I'm sick of it. I'm over it. I was never a Rey Mysterio fan, probably never will be. And just seeing him kind of push down our throats, it's similar to Reigns back in his heyday, and I'm just, I'm over it.
1: See, I, I've always been a Ray fan, but as of late, I'm not really a, a Ray fan, only because he's pretty much accepting anything that WWE throws at him. They'll, they'll tell him to do some kind of gimmick. The gimmick with his family will forever be some of the cringiest, like Bobby Lashley and Lana level crin- cringe. like.
2: Well, I mean, you know, with with that in mind, at least good for him, he's got his eye back. Oh, my God. Does anyone notice? Does anyone care? I he's about got that.
0: his daughter back from Buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, well,
2: uh, yeah, Buddy Matthews, yeah. And he he actually admitted
1: (laughs) how uncomfortable he was doing that. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a
2: huge age difference between the two. So, I mean, whether he's lying or not, I mean, you know, even if she's pretty, whatever, you can say what you want. That's that's significant enough to make it awkward as all hell.
0: Yeah, like... Back uh, to the match, back... Yeah.
2: (laughs) That just tells you how much we cared about this match when we can go that far off tangent.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, you know what, fair (laughs) point. No you know, it, I mean it, it,
2: the Uso's Uso's are great talent nobody's ever going to deny that Dominic unfortunately is going to end up being a future WWE star um and I mean Ray's had his heyday years ago he's trying to do that now but as to what Vince said he's just taking whatever WWE throws at him and I mean the guy's just trying to do what he's got to do and I guess I can respect that to some degree
0: If here's the thing about Dom if Dom is really going to survive in the WWE like environment, two things need to happen. The first is that he needs to go down to NXT. He should not have went right to the main roster. That was a mistake from the from the get go. Number two is he really needs to change his style of wrestling. I noticed there were several times he kind of mimics his father's style of movement, very high flyer, but that works for a smaller person. He's doing yeah. these jumping over and the. Domino's pretty movement. big. He's big, exactly. Dude used to play football. He's a big guy. Like you're, a, you can't be that size. And Moving that way because it's actually very awkward in the ring like if you actually notice when he does like those top rope jumps similar to his dad He doesn't hop both legs at the same time like his dad does he has to swing his legs over almost like you're hopping a fence And it's like that doesn't look it doesn't look that clean when when you're doing it that way So I think he needs to maybe change it up a little bit Maybe get a little more more physical. Maybe we'll add a little bit more technicality to his to his acumen in my opinion but like that's just just my opinion like I, I think it it would really do him more wonders at that point um but the biggest thing for me is he needs to go back to he needs to go down to NXT like he needs more of that training he needs to me he needs to get used to like that sense of it like it's developmental technically like he's he will get a he'll get a deeper he'll get a deeper uh sense of learning besides just being under his father's wing you can only be under yeah. your parent for so much until they and say i mean a, yeah
2: yeah and I, I agree to that i mean i feel like we've beat this dead horse before but it's just it's the fact of the matter remains he, he needs to change it up and he needs to kind of rework his style
0: yeah mm-hmm. agreed so i'm giving this like a thumbs to the side uh, closer to the yeah. bottom it's I'll, not i'll good. give it a
2: thumbs up i'll give it a thumbs up but it's only because i like the usos still
1: <laughs> vince yeah, I'll give it a, a thumbs up in one DUI. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: god! Hey, Again, right.
1: where do we where do we draw the line of the art and the oh, artist? Oh wow, man! Well, I can't point.
2: believe
0: you
1: said that. Don't you know his personal life? Yeah, I get it. It's like, come on, man. Like, you're
2: yeah, but I bet you like Jeff Hardy. <laughs> uh, of course I do, but like,
1: <laughs> guess what? At least uh, with, hey. with Jeff Hardy, when he went through that crap, like. The the WWE like hey. they crapped all over. I'm just poking. Like, I'm just I'm
2: just poking. Hey, I, I'm just poking allowed to have an opinion. I'm trying I'm I'm trying to gas you up, man. I I need I need a better rant by the end we, of this. We yeah.
0: gotta we could have we could have had uh, Jeff Cro- Jeff Hardy go over carrying cross again at summers in front of forty thousand people. Aww. That would have been hilarious. Vince. I'm gonna
2: break you. Sorry, not Vince. <laughs> Nick. I'm gonna break you over my knee in a second. We don't oh. talk about that. I, I I don't like carrying cross. He really but he didn't doesn't. need to lose. He really doesn't. Anyway, anyways. anyways. Uh, Anyways, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Just kidding. Versus Carmella. Also just, just kidding. Versus Becky Lynch. The just man kidding is back. <laughs> just kidding, though. Because was it a match? Can you call it a match? I don't call it a match. See, I call this uh, in-ring return. Holy crap! Punk is back. We got to do something drastic.
0: I call this the finger poke of doom for millennials because this is exactly what that is, in my opinion. Agree. Do, do you guys know the finger poke of doom?
1: Yep.
2: N- Nick, who? You, I'm gonna hit you. Who are you
0: talking yeah,
1: for to? For real it's like hey you are you mean? wrestling fans and you're on a wrestling podcast how are you a
2: wrestling fan and not know about the finger poke of doom
0: okay so i'll explain to the listeners who don't know what the finger poke of doom was the thing if they of don't doom, know
2: i don't want them listening
0: don't <laughs> say so ladies that. and gentlemen what the finger poke listeners. of doom is we lose we lose sponsorship jesus christ okay <laughs> so for those of you who don't know what the finger poke of doom was it was an incident in wcw essentially um Hogan was dropping the belt to someone. There was a big fight in creative over how he was going to lose it. So they just poked Jeff Jarrett. He fe- he took the bump. Hogan pinged him by putting his foot on him. Uh, disparaged WCW on live air. Said, "Oh, this company's going in the shitter." It's going to be done in a year, and that was the last time we saw uh, Hulk Hogan in WCW.
2: The initial finger poker death was uh, that involved Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash, and that was a title change from Kevin Nash back to Hogan, and that was for the NWO to have their leader hold a belt again. Correct. So I know which one you're talking about. That was different. So apparently people don't know what the finger poker death is. I guess
1: not, Matt.
0: (laughs) You're right. I guess not. I'm thinking of that one because that's the more like in, that's the more like iconic one or infamous one. Um, well, yeah, this is like that for me because, go ahead, Vince. No,
1: I mean, I don't know if you guys feel the same way about this. I just think this is a robbery for Bianca Belair. I really thought like, oh, one hundred percent agree. One hundred percent. Becky Lynch is awesome. awesome, and and I
2: think what I think what this is going to end up trying to do is it's going to try and twist Becky Lynch into a heel character. It's going to try and push Bianca into an almost heel character. Bianca can make it work. Becky's popularity won't allow her to be a heel. No. It's not going to work.
1: Yeah, and the, again, like no disrespect to uh Becky, I think she's phenomenal. I think she was she was a great talent and is a great talent, but at the same time I do have that kind of I hold Bianca Belair's career just at the same height because she has worked very hard to get in this position and I think for her to lose her title that way really, really bad. I get it. They wanted to compete with AEW and bring back Becky Lynch. They should have done it a better way. Um, no disrespect to both ladies, but Bianca definitely got cheated there. I, I, I feel like Becky shouldn't have done that or shouldn't have even agreed to that. But send us your send us your opinions. Uh, I, We would love to hear that as well. But, man. Send the hate yeah. mail. Send it all. Send it yeah, all.
0: No, see, the, this is why I was saying before how this is similar to WCW booking where they kind of had... They, they were like, no, well, we get to do whatever the heck we want. The wrestlers control our own booking. The, this is what I was saying. And I mentioned this last season. The women's division has become such a shit show, especially given like almost like your whole nucleus of your division is those four women, um, Sasha, Bailey, uh, Charlotte and Becky. No one's ever going to truly get over because you're just going to be. You're just going to be transitional champions for those four people. It's always going to be rotating around those four, no questions asked.
2: And then now, now, do you think? Let me ask you the the hard hitting question before we move forward and get onto a match that really doesn't matter. Um, do you think it's because the four horsewomen did that well, and that no one else can hit that peak because that there's just so much to, you know, to hit to try to exceed it or do you think it's some just sort of behind the scenes favoritism at this point and we can call it what it is I think it's a combination it's of favoritism. both I
1: think um I I I well for sure the four horsewomen they brought back the women's division they made the women's division so entertaining because there was a point where like no one would even care there weren't properly developed characters who was not ladies that knew that much technicality um but they brought it back. I love seeing Sasha matches. I love seeing Bailey matches. Charlotte too. I had my opinion about Charlotte, but she's still an amazing talent. Becky as well. But the thing is, there is a lot of favoritism, I and mean, you can tell. Like it's it's crazy. But I think they should. They're walking on a very thin line right now with the women's division.
0: Yeah. There's a lot, of, it, and we're gonna go deeper into that in, in the next match we cover. But I'm very, I'm very adamant in like the way I see it. Like, think about it like this: like Sasha got four months of time off. Like she hasn't been seen on WWE television since WrestleMania. After WrestleMania, she disappeared. Like no one knew where she was. No one knew if she took time off. If she was injured, none of that. She came back as soon as fans came back, or not as soon. Like relatively after. She does this program, disappears again. We don't know why. Uh, apparently, you guys were saying it had something to do with COVID, which if it is, really, like, speaking of someone who had it, like, I really hope if she did get it, she recovers as soon as possible. It's not fun to get COVID. Um, but it's like it's like you said, right? It's those four people, and it's a very fine line you're walking because you want to have a diverse route of, like, who's going to be your champion, who's going to be your top people. Because the moment you set up like a pyramid, it becomes very boring to watch wrestling. No, that, that's why AEW is so good because they have this because they have those ranking systems. It's not always the same five guys. But, like, the rankings change every week. It's like sports. Sports isn't well. I mean, some sports it's all kind of bullshit because like teams like you know in soccer and basketball you have your super teams like that's a given. But there are those good. There are really everyone's relatively in the same kind of spot, so to speak.
2: Agreed. But Agreed. no, so yeah, so I guess hit and miss. I guess are we kind of? I, I'm I'm kind of against even grading this match. Same uh, here. It I wasn't a
0: match. Same here. As am I.
2: Um, moving forward, uh, we had Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. I'm just gonna touch on it for a very very brief second. Drew deserves better. Jinder deserves better. I hope you both agree, and we can move to the women's match. Yep. There's Agreed. not much
1: to say upon that match.
2: So we got Nikki Ash, almost a superhero versus rhea ripley versus charlotte flair um again i similar to what you kind of said vince not a fan of the nikki ash kind of character but i get it's something that she kind of started she wanted to do she you know kind of really drove it home with vince mcmahon and things like that so i mean it is what it is i mean i kind of miss crazy sanity nikki but that's just because that, that's kind of the vibe I, I dig off of some of the wrestlers. But what do you? How did you guys think the match went? Because I know the outcome for me ruined the entire match. But
0: <laughs> um, you know what? Not for like even though the outcome was again really it, the outcome pissed me off because it feels it feels like this was just a way to make sure Charlotte doesn't leave because I think this is like she's literally on the on the cusp of about of literally just bouncing and going to wherever her husband or her fiance goes. Um, I did like this match though. It reminded me, it gave me almost vibes of the, uh, I don't know if you guys you probably, you definitely did see this the Wrestlemania 32 match when they brought back the WWE Women's Championship and it became the Raw Women's Championship between Charlotte, yeah. Becky, and Sasha like that match was amazing one of the uh, best women's that was matches
2: the, that was, it was, it was probably one of the best triple threat matches in a long time and it was mm-hmm. done right Um, but just with this match alone, it's just I don't know. I I don't, I don't even know who I really wanted to win. I just know I wasn't
1: happy with Charlotte winning. <laughs>
0: no, I wasn't if that's either. That's fair to say. Like the story Vince, was. What there. do you think?
1: I mean, for for one thing, I was very happy when Nikki won the title. Good for her. I've always liked Nikki. I thought she was amazing. I did prefer Sanity, Nikki, but that's also one of the most wasted potential groups they could have ever had in the WWE, and still. this day the dumbest thing they've ever done um yeah the superhero thing i'm not really a fan of it does it mean almost
2: as wasteful as retribution
1: oh my god okay we're not getting into that um um but yeah no me and nick were talking about it earlier it's it's like reminiscent of like mighty molly when she was with hurricane but i'm not a fan of the gimmick i don't i I think she could do better i'm sick and tired of seeing like, i feel like for charlotte being like a, the status that she has everyone knows she's one of the best female wrestlers of all time um i feel like she should really try to put more of these guys more of these ladies on uh, but i do agree with nick's point really this was just to hold her on why would she is there really a reason for her to stick with a company where her father's not on anymore her fiance's not on anymore like she's probably she's still gonna get that that special treatment no matter what because like triple H and stephanie mcmahon like Rick Flair is like family to them, so obviously they're going to treat his daughter right, and she does draw a crowd, and she is who she is, but I, I don't know. This this match was very meh for me. I, I, I wanted more to happen. Uh, they're both phenom- phenomenal talent. I don't want to speak too ill of either of them. It's just I do feel bad that Nikki lost the title, and I really don't
0: think that Charlotte should have taken it,
1: but it is what it
0: is. Agreed. Agreed. Like yeah like you said it was a good I I like the match the overall the match worked the
2: match was fun Uh, I just didn't like the outcome and again I don't really I think I would have been fine Nikki retaining or even with um, Rhea winning in all honesty I just I just really didn't want to see Charlotte win Um, and again great in ring talent she draws a crowd sure she can work the mic she does this that yada 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 she has her diehard fans I just I'm sick of it
0: Mm mm-hmm uh, Again, but that's of, the
2: that's the issue I have with WWE in their booking. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> Agreed. Okay. Uh, let's go m- moving forward. The real the the real main event matches of our main event portion of our podcast. Uh, first one, it is Edge versus South Seth Rollins. Um, this
2: was probably one of the match of the night for me. Um, and e- even the first what minute and a half of the match, mm-hmm. Edge coming out in that brood attire with the, yeah. the theme song going, oh that hit home that hit home big time
0: you, you know this is bad to say because i'm younger than both of you guys i never heard the broods music before i didn't buddy. watch wwe before 2007 buddy so like, oh that was music. like
2: that was that was peak vampire hype and i mean they got on there with gangrel and christian and oh it, it just worked i remember watching that when i was younger and yeah that just that whole vibe the music i can hear it in my head now and it's
1: just ah <laughs> so classic. Honestly, I thought Edge coming out to that music. I mean, he did come out to his his uh, other music eventually, but he, that did, was he did sick. He did. With the mm-hmm. dude, uh, with the fire and everything with the music. I was just, I was just
2: really paranoid he was going to get caught on
1: fire again. Yeah, <laughs> don't want to see that again. But like, yeah, even when uh, when what, Seth got doused with again? blood prior. What? Oh, there was oh, uh, yeah, there
2: was incident. there was one is, yeah there was an instance where uh, coming out with the brood because they would come from the ground right and the fire was kind of already going. Um, you know he has that long uh, kind of duster coat that he wears to the ring? Oh, and, yeah. uh, part of part of it caught on fire. Oh. And uh, they were just, like, mid out on the ramp. He's just like, oh, 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 I'm on fire. And he's, like, stomping it out, trying to pull the jacket off. <sighs> so, it's just, you know. So, when I saw that happening, I was like, oh, God, not again. Not again. <laughs>
1: but if I if I were to say anything, like, well, I love Edge. I'll always love Edge. Not as just as a Canadian as well, but as a wrestling fan, but thought it was a solid match uh definitely like he's just a generally cool dude just generally like <laughs> what an awesome guy uh but regardless uh it was an entertaining match i still have my own opinion about seth rollins though because i'm at a stance where it's like what's next for seth rollins really is like he had such a stint between like 2016 and 2000 wait maybe even like 2014 oh, yeah. and 2018 yeah,
2: well, yeah, I, I can't remember the specific dates either, but yeah, for that I know what you're talking about. For that brief period, he was white hot and just all of a sudden, he just kind of went. He came back white hot for like a month, and then just now he just keeps putting be putting in these kind of B rolls, you know.
1: That whole thing with him and like Dominic and Ray was the dumbest thing ever. I thought that killed his career for a yeah. second. Monday Night Messiah, yeah, I, that that's not working help. for him. He's got to just come back to like burn it down and. He's, he's got to do that to win it back for me because otherwise, with the way I look at it, Seth is just trying to put people on and it's not working for himself.
2: Yeah. I know he's trying to, real hard to be that bad guy, but I just I, – I, unless he was un, – except for, with the exception to that whole authority gimmick that he had going for a little while, mm-hmm. I, I can't look at him and see bad guy. Yeah. Like, see, I, I, don't see, I don't see a proper heel when I see Seth Rollins.
0: But the, here's the thing. The booking kind of ruined his face turn in a sense, right? Like – Had he not had that like piss poor booking with his like his universal title run from his his run from like the first seven months of 2019, I would say for like eight to nine months actually would be the better be a better timeline. He wouldn't have the fans wouldn't have turned on him as hard as they did if they didn't like if creative had decided, you know, what maybe let's not put Becky and Seth together. That would have been that would have made sense you know that's that's smart booking like you don't have to acknowledge Agreed. every little detail like oh my god they're yeah. dating. we have to put them into a storyline together and and
2: even with that he's no. he's gone on note before to say that that was super uncomfortable for him and him and becky didn't want to do that for very long
0: yeah they were like this is like our characters don't mesh like we mesh as people but we don't but like that characters are very really
2: different i think they were just trying to put you know well he's a face she's a face your real life together. Let's kayfabe it out. You're both champions. This can work. Yep. And I mean, I guess on paper, but when you actually draw the line and you put the characters on the board next to each other, it doesn't make sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, but but uh,
2: all in all, fantastic match. Fantastic I didn't love it.
0: match. I didn't love it. I loved yeah, it. I liked it. I, I loved I, it. I was a fan. I don't know what it. You know what it was to me. I think it was just a little too slow. I'm, I guess I'm. I guess I understand it because edges. Ever since he's come back, is I don't know. A I I thought it
2: had a really. I, see, I'm the opposite. I thought it had a really good pace, and I mean, I I thought honestly they had it booked in such a way where it could have gone either way, and I think I would have been happy with the result. And yeah. they had such twists and turns going, you know, back and forth, where I really wasn't sure who was going to win. I thought going into it, I'm like, oh, Edge is going to win by a landslide. It's going to be a typical, you know. Big time face going over, and I mean ultimately he did win. But Mm. it happened in such a way that I didn't see it coming.
0: Yeah, like that's that's a whole other thing. Like it's almost like he's kind of gone away from using the spear or the education as a finisher because he used the uh the reverse clover leaf, uh what's it called? Educate educator is what it called the education. Um and now he's got that almost like that sleeper cross face combination, which is a really cool I'm gonna be honest, I do like that. I think it works because now, and this kind of goes what I said, it, he's he's kind of slowed down a lot. He doesn't want to, you know, you don't have to tell, you don't have to work such a fast-paced match because you're just kind of doing more damage to your body. I get that, but, like, it's always nice to, to kind of change things up a little. Like, Edge didn't get over because he had these slow, methodical, psychological matches all the time. Yeah, but was, of Edge wasn't...
2: An- yeah, but he was also not trying to get over when he was in his what, mid to late forties.
0: This is true. He was already over. Okay. Fair point there. You know what? I still don't think it was my favorite match in the night, but it was still a very good match. Vince?
1: Yeah, no, I, I I was entertained. Both those guys know how to entertain the crowd and they're both phenomenal wrestlers, so it it was it was good. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Ten for ten. Would we'll watch again. Yeah.
2: Now to the co main event. As it were. You can call it that. We're going to call it that. I'll call it that. You guys can do what you want. We got Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg, who isn't quite Lesnar, and maybe eventually we'll whoa, finally whoa, get whoa. that. And Knock. Maybe that's spoilers. That's Knock. spoilers. Hold on. Maybe. Hold on. Anyway, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. I ha- I set a timer the second the bell rang because I had an agreement with one of my other buddies who does listen to this podcast fairly often I said it's going to be under six minutes, and I tweeted it the second it was finished. It was seven minutes, 13 seconds, almost exact, possibly Goldberg's longest match to date. How do you guys feel about this one? (laughs) Because that's how I felt about it. That
1: match was seven times longer than his past (laughs) six fights, and... I thought he was just gonna collapse. I, I thought he was gonna be way too gassed. Like good on him for lasting that I'm,
2: long. I'm, I'm almost I, I haven't looked into it. I haven't had the time to look into it. Um, then again it's also Goldberg and I kinda just don't care. Um, but do you think his leg was actually hurt? I, I Or was I, that completely or was that completely like you he, know, oh, I think he this, this was it. supposed to happen. You think he oversaw? I don't know. For, I for kinda a second believe there, it. He's he had me wheeling where I thought it was real, but then when his son got involved, I'm like, oh, maybe not. Because I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, he's in his 50s or 60s, however old he is, whatever it is. I said, it's not unlikely, you know?
0: Yeah. See, the whole thing with me about that is like, like, first off, that whole, th- that whole thing you're talking about, the MVP hitting him with the cane, I watched it. And I'm like, that literally looks like a toy. It's like you're getting hit with a toy. Like I thought it was hilarious, and he's just well, like, but oh, not even, but not collapsed.
2: even that. But then the follow up <laughs> with the Lashley on the chop block, and I mean, oh, I don't know, I that, that I,
0: could have done some that I don't know, like
2: because I mean, you could hyperextend your knee, you can overextend, you can you can flip it back either way you want to. I mean, the knee, the tendons in within your leg that go through the knee, very easy to mess up. I myself have a fair bit of knee problems, and I have to live with them now. So I mean, I kind of. It's understandable. I mean, you screw that up. You're done. You're not getting Mm -hmm. up. I was just watching a little more attentively after that because I was trying to see if I saw uh, saw an X throw up. But I didn't see it. And that leads me to believe it was, you know, that that part was meant to happen.
0: I will say this, though. This is the one thing I think I see this match as a positive. Um, Goldberg, like the match. Lashley retains. That's the positive. (laughs) No, not just that. (laughs) <laughs> Goldberg has left this match with a story. He left the match with a storyline. We haven't seen that happen in a while. It's always like he it does, it does the match because it's just like I'm just doing the match. There's no real story to it. And there's nothing being like what's going to happen next. Now his son's involved in the picture. There's the post-match attack angle. So this leads me to believe, and they did announce during the show there's going to be a Saudi Arabia show. Will there be Goldberg versus Lashley 2? in Saudi Arabia.
1: Yeah, is he going to concuss himself again? Cuz who wants to see that?
2: But then now do we know if do we know if Bobby Lashley's children are old enough so we can have a tag team match? Sure oh, what's going oh, on? Why would you? Why would you do that? <laughs> why would you? You know what? That? He can just borrow. He can borrow Dominic for this one. I will say I will say though like
0: G- Gage Gage Goldberg legitimately is like he's changed so much since like when we saw him. When Goldberg first came back in like twenty sixteen, to like five years later, like dude, like he's got more muscles than me now. Like that's that's a little (laughs) bit disturbing to think about. A sixteen year old kid's got like actually kind of ripped.
1: Yeah, everyone's saying he looks completely different. But if this is going to be another Dominic Mysterio thing, I'm just going to change the channel. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed.
0: Again, I, uh, it should have it should have led to Lesnar and Lashley. That's the match everyone really wants to see. That's the only match. That's the only reason why Bobby Lashley came back in the first place. So,
2: hey. But that being said, um, maybe in the future, knowing how the outcome of this match went, we can have a custody rights of Paul Heyman because next oh we had God. Roman Reigns versus John Cena for the Universal Championship. Roman wins by pinfall, seemingly clean. How do we feel about this match?
0: You know what? From what I have been seeing of it, it looked like two things. One, Cena was not taking the whole match seriously at all. The only the only reason a match becomes good, especially in that you have to treat it like a big fight feel. And that's the reason why Roman's gotten over as a heel is because he treats every match like a big fight. Like it's like legitimately I don't know, man. like I'm, Pacquiao going into going into the ring. I was
2: really stoked for this match. I mean i mean i don't know it's, it's hard because i i never liked roman and yes growing up i was one of those people you know cena sucks but like it's it, i thought it was good i thought it it went really well it had a good pace they pandered to the crowd as as they should they're both kind of they, they need to kind of do that with their characters cena more than anything but all in all i thought it worked really well and uh I was surprised, actually, that uh, Heyman didn't have a bigger role in the match, similar to how MVP helped out Lashley. Uh, I was expecting a little more of that, but I guess Heyman's stepped away from that a little bit, or at least for this. Because, I mean, like we've kind of talked uh, touched on in previous episodes of the pod, uh, I almost don't want to see Roman receiving any help like that, only because then it takes away from his ability. If that Reed. makes sense.
0: Yeah, I can see where you're going with that. Vince, what you, do you think? You come
2: off stronger if you do it yourself, but Vince...
1: So my take on it, for one thing, with John Cena, he can be off for so many years, but he comes back and he at least knows how to work a match. I will say that. I, uh, there's not much I can say about John Cena. I didn't like the whole – there was a lot of crowd interaction with him. That's like just stick to the match. I get it. Uh, Roman, I like the tribal chief thing, like the uh, the head of the table I think it's the right gimmick for him but i don't know what it is man he's just not i i, I don't want to be like everyone else that hates on him for no reason i'm not hating on him. i don't want to hate on him but like i'm also not like out here to watch him like there's nothing that's a draw for me anymore I, like i
2: think what i think what it is is you you hit the you hit the nail on the head there is I, i'm seeing exactly what you're seeing it's kind of misworded and maybe i'll misinterpret it maybe you don't feel the same way but I don't look at him, you know, we see John Cena, we see Big Match John. You can see the draw. You can see, you know, the appeal. And maybe it's because we've been watching him for 12, 14 years, however long it's been. But I don't see that when I look at Roman. I don't see top contender. I don't see the guy. You know, I mean, Brock Lesnar, spoiler, uh, When whenever he's around, I look at him and I'm like, yeah, I hate him. Because he's never around when he's the champion. But he looks like the guy. You get what I no, mean? No, no.
1: Yeah, and you, 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 we're touching base on what I was saying too. Like, it's just it, it does it does nothing for me right now. I don't know what it is.
2: It's hard because it's like because as a character, he's doing really really well with this travel yeah. chief thing. And then I don't know. And as a champion, he comes
1: off strong. Yeah, and that's the thing. But so I don't know what I don't know what's missing. I don't know. And again, maybe if you guys know something. Well, not that there's any kind of hidden news. Maybe there is. Who knows? But if you guys have an opinion or not, just let us know. But also, I don't know if you guys saw what Cena tweeted out or, or what they even posted on the WWE account. Cena was basically yeah. saying, like, guys, thank you for letting me be out there and doing this again. So, like, the way I was, like, interpreting what he's saying, it's like that was pretty much it for him. He's going to go back to Hollywood and do what he's doing right now try to be the next, like, rock because that's working out well for him. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I the, the match really didn't – like, it, it was entertaining. It wasn't terrible i will say that it was not terrible it was entertaining but it also didn't really do much for me
0: yeah that's the thing i like that's the reason why i wasn't as invested in this match like it was cool to see him come back because he's been gone for a year and a half but at the same time it was like it's not like i don't know i don't know what it was it was just like he was trying to be like The Rock. He was pan- like, because it's like he, he probably thinks in his head, like, yeah, I'm like The Rock now. I go away and I do movies, and then I come back for the big pay-per-views. To our, to my understanding, he will not be coming back until WrestleMania 38 in Texas. No, I don't think so. And so, so like, it, it just and he kind of made it. He, the moment he said that at the last in his last promo before uh, two nights ago, or a couple nights ago at the time of this recording. He he basically said, yeah, like when I become champion, I'm gonna I'm not gonna be coming back until WrestleMania. That's like, that's like basically saying, yeah, I'm gonna be losing this belt because yeah. if they don't have a main title, if they don't have their champion showing up. There's a problem, and it's gonna and they don't want a repeat of what happened with Brock Lesnar when he first was the Universal Champion a few years ago and he held the title on in a stranglehold for almost two years. Yeah. It was a disaster because like people just stopped watching because they're like. I, well, didn't I didn't care. Even watch. There's no world champion to see.
1: I at that point, I didn't. Yeah. At that point, I didn't know who was the champion. I didn't know who the tag champions were. I wasn't. It's like I wasn't even invested in RAW. I like I didn't care. Um,
2: no, and it was very easy to get yourself out of it, and that's that's where it becomes kind of hard to watch, and you almost feel bad for it because it's like, wow, I, I I love this product. I love wrestling as a whole, but it's you know. Even if you're glued to the station, it's like, I shouldn't be wondering who the champion is right now. I shouldn't be asking where they are every week. Yeah, and it is what it is. And mm-hmm. that being said, with the comeback of Bork Laser, <laughs> how do you guys feel?
0: Um, I love. Do you guys I like his? Do you, do you like Sam his hair? Or 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 you Bork, like his beard? Sam or Brock. It's Samurai Brock. Brock.
2: Brock. Brock. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't see. You know what? I, I I kind of enjoy the ponytail because when I first saw pictures of him, like when I saw him on the TV, I could see it was clearly uh, clearly a ponytail. But when I had seen all those updates and the pictures of him online that were circulating, I thought it was dreads, and I thought he had a Bray Wyatt thing going on, and that freaked me right out because I was like Brock Lesnar, you, you are, you are not the guy who needs dreads. I'm I'm sorry,
1: I had to go away from the mic, mic, because when you said Bork Laser, I had to... Bork Laser! I just had to laugh in the corner. Wow.
2: Hey, but how how do we feel about this setup? Because I'm getting hyped now, because for years and years and years and years, and I can keep going, but I'm not going to bother because I've already said it too many times, we've seen Brock Lesnar destroy the Tribal Chief. Do we think this is going to go the same way, or is this going to be the finalization to their whole chapter their saga you know is this going to be the finale are we done are we really going to build something to this and we'll finally be through this i hope not
1: i think sorry i mean i hope I, that I, nothing I, comes out of this because i do hope not. I, I hope nothing you, you
2: want you want brock versus roman for the 12th no, time? no, no i'm saying 13th no, time no, 14, 15, like, 15, i don't care
1: like i don't care what happens like <laughs> WWE like if this is what you think is what's going to draw people's attention away from CM Punk and AEW you're sadly mistaken like this is such a waste of time in my opinion Brock is awesome no. like cool but like no
2: that being said do you think because of what Nick said earlier with the Rock eventually coming back we know it's going to happen he's going to come back eventually and cuz it goes coinciding with roman reigns and the bloodline and the tribal chief it just works it makes sense he needs to come back and he was wanting to come back they just needed a crowd so now do we see brock lesnar coming back and being put into this scene as a placeholder to buy roman more time because we talked about this on the pod before and we said well roman needs to remain champion to get to wrestlemania whenever so that when the rock can come back but how the hell is he going to hold it for this long? Do you think this is just another extension of that?
1: I don't even want to see The yeah. Rock come back. Like, I, I love the I don't rock. either,
2: but we know it's going to happen. Yeah, I know. We but know like, it's going to happen.
1: This is, this is like a conversation that's going in MMA right now because they talk about legends in MMA that are the GOAT and the GOAT status. But one thing you can say about certain MMA fighters that, what that had the GOAT status is that… They didn't know when to retire. So on their last like four or five matches, they lost those fights. And it's like, do you really call someone the GOAT after they lost like that many consecutive matches? Or do you even care? Yeah. It's not like a, Rock's going to come back and suddenly lose or maybe he'll win. Who knows? It's like, just leave, but then, leave your status. But then even man. if he
2: does come back, but then even if he does come back and he wins, no one wants to see that. But then if he comes back just to lose, I don't think anyone wants to see that either. I think it's a lose-lose. I think it's a... It, it's it's screwed up because it makes sense on paper to happen. I think it'd be a fun match. It'd be kind of cool storyline wise, but there's no real winner.
1: And that's the thing. Nick, like there's no there's, there's no one that benefits. Nick, in this. you're
2: you're you're rolling your eyes there. Uh,
0: you know what? Like this is it. This is where we know this is going to be leading to. It. They're just. I don't even know who they're going to put this belt on, like, at the end of it. Like, really, the only guy who realistically can take the belt off of Roman and they're going to have to build him up from the bottom up in the span of less than a year is Big E. He's on a ticking clock. I, and to my understanding, he won't even be staying on SmackDown much longer. He's going to be going to Raw with the next draft coming up. That's a whole other thing. Like, it just becomes, like, who's... Re- Who's gonna be the guy who takes it off Roman? You're running through so many of so many people in the division. It's almost like you gotta have your kryptonite. There's always gonna be that one person who just knows how to beat you, and it becomes very tricky if you can't, if they can't pull that off. And see,
2: that's where it just becomes way more apparent why AEW and other promotions only do X amount of pay-per-views a year. Because it's that much less that you have to defend. Yeah, exactly. And it just makes sense booking wise. You look at Omega; he technically really should only have to defend it, you know, the four times out of the year if they're wanting to do it per pay per view. And I mean, if you're looking at how WWE is supposed to be booking, they're supposed to be uh, defending their title like what once every thirty days to some degree.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the rule. If you can't defend, which is kind of ridiculous
2: if you think about it.
0: And that rules bullshit too like they, it applies so to Naomi but not to Brock that's the th- yeah so,
2: so like we all know' it's, it's bullshit but at the same time it, it, it's screwy because especially with the pandemic era rolling through, they were running out of options very quickly and everyone saw that because of all the replay matches that we had to sit through yeah
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that's what they're doing now because they like to what you said, Romans just running through everyone left and right. Yeah. They're they got to do something special when they take it off him. I mean, either it. that or he's going to retire with that belt because it's going to have to pull an Oscar and NXT, and eventually you're just going to run out, and it's you're going to have to do it that yeah. way.
0: Or he'll pull a Sam Martino and run and run with the belt for almost ten years. Who knows? Yeah, well, who really knows? <laughs> but I
2: until CM Punk comes back in no, 2030, no, no, no. oh <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ! Oh my God! I think that's it for us. Next week on the Boys and Belt show, we're going to be making our predictions for the all-out 2021 pay-per-view in Chicago. Before we do any send-offs, though, we'd like to announce a brand-new segment we're going to be introducing called The Crank Call. Every two weeks, we will leave a question for you, all of you, the listeners, to give your opinion on something. Something we talked about today on this podcast. So the first ever Crank Call question is this. Who do you think was the biggest return this weekend? CM Punk? Becky Lynch or Brock Lesnar, Bork Laser. Let us know by heading to anchor.fm slash the boys and belt show and click on the message button on the top. Remember to follow us on all our social media, so at the boys and belt show on Instagram, Boys Belts on Twitter, and check out our brand new Facebook Facebook page, YouTube page, and website. Uh, the website is podpage.com slash the boys and belt show. Every Wednesday we will be doing live streams of our post dynamite thoughts. Uh, I just did one this past week. Uh, I tested it out. You guys should come on. It's really fun. I'll probably answer some questions. It'll be pretty cool. Let us know what you think of the show. Leave a like, a dislike, a rating, a comment, something interesting to make us say. Hey. We need to get better for you. It's season two. That this one, we got to get our shit together. Or if you have any in-depth feedback, hit us up at the Boys and Bell Show at gmail.com for all inquiries, business or otherwise. Remember to listen to us on all places you can stream podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, Audible, etc., etc., etc. We'll be back with you guys next week. Vince will be back with us next week. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Be safe. Ciao.